Hello and welcome to Blue Royalty, a London is Blue podcast dedicated to the Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Jessie Park Humphreys, joined today by Tracy Brown after a thrilling 7-0 win for the Blues over West Ham to reach the Conti Cup final, their third consecutive Conti Cup final and fifth consecutive domestic final. Uh, scoring against West Ham, it isn't for everyone, I guess, but uh, Chelsea seem to make pretty light work of it. Tracy, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. After a lovely cold evening, but... Uh... It's warmed your soul with the scoreline, let's just say that. Yeah, given that I went to Arsenal City the night before, which was uh, nil-nil for a very long time, I was glad I got to see a couple more goals in this one. Um, yeah, four for Sam Kerr, and then individual ones for Frank Kirby, Lauren James and Guru Wrighton. Uh, Tracy, what did you make of the game? Um, well, I think it was extremely decipherable. We just absolutely just went out there and went, you know what, we're having this. And we took it very, very quickly. We took it with a very early attack. And I mean, everything was on point last night. I don't think we can, I mean, and I think until we made a lot of changes where we almost just sit back a bit now, we've won it, we've done it, it's fine. We were just all over them, to be fair. And it was like they didn't even turn up. I think the confidence from the weekend, yeah, it sort of got in their way. And then maybe they were just tired as well. They defended ridiculously um, over the weekend and maybe they were just, you know, that that just took everything out of them because we, we come and showed Arsenal how you do it. Yeah, of course, yeah. The context kind of around this game was that West Ham had got a, a very impressive point. I believe their first ever point against Arsenal um, by holding them to a nil-nil draw at the weekend. And I think that meant everyone maybe was going into this game being a bit like, Oh, because, you know, our performance against Spurs wasn't necessarily the best footballing performance we'd ever seen in the world. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think to come out with, with such a, a confident um, performance to just be so ruthless. I mean, Tracy and I were just talking before we started recording, but yeah, I, there, as much as I think West Ham were poor, for some of those goals, there aren't many teams who who would have been able to defend, um, given the quality of, of Chelsea's attack. Um, but we are going to get into this as normal, kicking off with a three-word match review. Tracy, I'm going to go ahead with some from Twitter. I'll give you a chance to think about yours. Um, so here are some of the ones that I picked out last night that I really liked. Um, meme astronaut going in with Arsenal could never. And then that emoji where you could, like, you sigh. Like, um <laughs> Prosper Michael going in with men follow suit because obviously uh, the boys are away to West Ham tomorrow. I think they might find it. I think if Chelsea men scored seven goals against West Ham, I would genuinely faint. Uh, <laughs> John goes with Sam slams ham. Nigel blues burst bubbles. DLS going with hammers got hammered. Tracy, what is your three-word match review? Chelsea show class. Mm. That just sums it up, doesn't it? It just sums it up because that is exactly what we did last night. We showed everyone who we are, what we're about, and just the power of the whole entire team working together. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's really interesting as well. Like, um, lots of podcasts were talking about, non-Chelsea podcasts were talking about Chelsea maybe being favourites for the title. And I do wonder if there was a bit of a, an element of, you know, being like, okay, yeah, like we're in, we're in, we're ahead now. And obviously it's a different competition, but this is, this is us, like, see if you can catch us. I am going with Sam's seventh heaven. Um, that makes it sound like she scored seven goals. She scored four, but I couldn't get it to work otherwise. It's still beautiful. It's, it's still work for it's, me. It's eight like, in the morning. Like, I'm working with what I've got. Yeah. 
Uh, we are talking, of course, about the match against West Ham that took place uh, yesterday for us on Thursday, the 9th of February, in the Continental Cup at the Chigwell Construction Stadium. Goals in the third minute from Sam Kerr, 10th from Frank Kirby, 22nd minute and 46th minute from Sam Kerr, 55th from Ron James, 60th from Sam Kerr, and 65th from Guru Wrighton. Let's take a look at the teams. Um, Tracy, there are a couple of players that came back into the team, notably AKB, Magda Eriksson, Frank Kirby, who we haven't seen a whole lot of in this kind of month-long period that, that we've been back. Did you feel like the these players were coming back in as club, like cup players? Or has it just been a rotation thing? It's always hard to gauge what Emma's thinking. I think we've all said that a thousand times over. That's true. That should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because we never know. We don't know what she's doing. She, But she does know what she's doing. I, do you know what? It could be a bit of both. I mean, I just, we've got, a, I mean, you definitely, if you look at in a month, the month, the month we've got coming up, I mean, it's just going to be absolutely insane. Um, and you, if you've got players just sat on the bench, you need to bring them on at some point because it's going to be a lot, it's going to need to be a lot of rotation going forward. Um, so I actually think it's a bit of both. I mean, logically, I'm never going to try and get into Emma's mind, but, um, I mean, Sam said it after the game, she did a video and she was like, you know, we've got a big month coming up. And I think every player is going to be vital that we have bench or our regular 11, which is, you know, taking a couple of people in and out. So I don't know, it's a bit of both. Um, but it's just keeping everyone fit because, we, I mean, everyone's like, oh, we've got a massive squad. Well, little injuries come in and actually our squad depth isn't that big. And we do need to make sure we have everyone fit and ready to go. So, bit of both. Yeah, so the full team there, AKB in goal, Magda Eriksson and Millie Bright as at centre-back. Neve Charles on the left, Eve Perisset on the right, Aaron Cuthbert and Sophie Ingle in midfield with Frank Kirby just ahead of them. Guru on the left, Lauren on the right, Sam up front. So, you know, a bit of a, a, a mix between players who who are certain first-teamers at the moment. Um, I mean, hilariously enough, this would basically have been our first-team last season which shows how quickly things change and and I think that's why your point Tracy about kind of rotation and keeping everyone fit it, it is right and and also just that things change very quickly in this squad they do massively so you've got to look at you know something we're, we're bound to discuss which is is that Fran and and you know coming off hopefully with a very tiny insignificant injury a knee tickle yeah, just, 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 oh, it's a bit cold. We're doing well anyway. I'll just pop off and sit down and put a blanket over myself. That sort of injury. Um, you know, so, you know, yeah, we have to be very aware that of, of everything we've got coming up. And we're in every competition again, as you mentioned, we're in the final again, our first of the season, more to come, you know, doing well in the league after a couple of shaky games, to be fair. Um, but none of that showed up last night. We were just absolutely all on it. We have one vision. That was, we lost this cup last season and we were not great in that game, um, to say the least. And at the end of the day, we won our cup back. So, you know, we go out there and we prove that actually, you know, we want to get our hands on that cup straight away. Um, it was outside the stadium last night. Um, I did meet with uh, Pride of Irons before the game and um, they said, do you want to do a photo? And I literally did say, let's go over there because as close as you're going to get to the cup. And um, it really was, unfortunately. So, yeah. 
that was that was what I said to the staff at, at West Ham last night. So let's see. Um, but yeah. Always go big with that pre-match banter. I love that. <laughs> well, thank God it worked. And it worked big style. Um, look at the scoreline. So yeah, um, we need you to do more trash talking in, in front of games. I want you outside Selhurst Park. <laughs> like... <laughs> That'd work. I'll, I'll chat to anyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of changes during the game as well, obviously. Uh, Melly Loipots, Marami Elder, Jana Rittin-Kanarod, Alcia Aplina and Yelena Kankovic all coming on at various points. The stats just show, I mean, like, this was just a game of absolute dominance. Um, I think it, so we've got 11 shots on target. 18 shots in total. That's more than we shots on target, even though we managed it in total against Tottenham. 69% possession, 594 passes, 84% accuracy, 10 fouls, one yellow card. A very bizarre card from Magda Eriksson. Yeah. That was really strange. Uh, three offsides, five corners to West Ham's two. West Ham managed just one shot on target. Um, I'm trying to remember that, by the way. I cannot even remember that. <laughs> was it? There was like... I think it was maybe from a corner or something. And there was, I think it was at the opposite end to where we were. And it was yeah. a little bit of a... Yeah, I mean, there was a bit of a pinball moment in there. With, yeah, I mean, it must be, oh, clearly it was in there because I don't really remember it, to be fair. Um, yeah, I just touching on, on that shots and target, it was that funny thing where, again, obviously we haven't seen AKB. This was never a good game for her to come back and and audition but um we should talk that Sachira Musevich signed a new deal this week to 2025 maybe a bit of a surprise potentially took me by surprise I think with the links to Nikki Everard which sounds like it's all done there is an expectation that one of the goalkeepers will go now both of them are under contract um Musevich currently seems to be the favorite um where where's your head at around that I'm surprised, like you, that she signed a contract. I think that sort of took me by surprise. I didn't see that coming. We're just on influx of like goalkeeper issues that are going to land up happening. Where that's from, I have no idea. Yeah, I, obviously, you think you know Anne's been the main person between the sticks for such a long time. Um, we've got a lot of games coming up. I'm going to say there's going to be a bit of goalkeeper rotation. I think. It's hard to, with goalkeepers. It's always what that's one. It's one place, isn't it? In, in in a team where you can't win, you can be really, really good and still sit on a bench. Um, and keeping goalkeepers happy has got to be one must must be personally for me one of the hardest things to do when you've got quality. Um, I don't know. It's it's a real tough one for me. I mean, I, I really, I really love Anne. So really do um you could see last night like what a big force of energy she is in this team because obviously yeah, we were behind like her goal yeah. for the second she half celebrates everything she's full of it she's, she's constantly it. cheering she's kicking every ball yeah literally with them yeah. and she did a little dance when she was trying to clear the mud off the bottom of her boot which is almost hysterical um i should have recorded that for the last <laughs> um no she feels she feels everything we do on the pitch she she really does and actually i think that really lifts the crowd as well, because that passion in a goalkeeper is huge. I mean, I I really do love it. Not saying you're not not saying or pinpoint that I don't love what, any goalkeepers more than any other goalkeeper. <laughs> um, but um, I was shocked this week. We're going to have to see how that plays out. I'm not sure how that's going to go. To be fair, 
Yeah, it'd be an interesting one. I guess, you know, regardless of what happens, if anyone is leaving, someone's going to have to pay money for them, um, which is probably a good thing. Uh, and also we should congratulate AKB because she did get nominated as one of the best three goalkeepers in the world this week too. Um, so, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that'd be an interesting one to keep an eye on how that plays out. We can take a quick ad break. When we come back, we will get into a bit more of the details of this win. Thanks to our sponsors for supporting the show. Uh, just a couple of notices to keep an eye on. The main one, really, is that obviously the boys are coming on tour and Chelsea women decided, no, we don't want you to have to watch us play Brighton in the WSL, guaranteed to be a terrible match because it always is when we play Brighton. We want to watch you in a Conti Cup final. So the guys are going to be uh, heading to Selhurst Park. I believe they um, booked their tickets, I think, even after the Tottenham game uh, when they saw that we'd got West Ham. Uh, confident and, you know, reasonably so, potentially. Uh, but obviously give us a shout if you're going and you want a beer and you want to see the guys. Um, should be a really good fun day out. Uh, I am running a half marathon in the morning, as I have previously said. So we will see how quickly I can get from Cambridge to Crystal Palace. Um, but Tracy, uh, let's talk about the, the football. And I mean, the word that just... Comes up for me when I was thinking about the game was just clinical. Oh, yeah. From the start, every attack basically felt like a goal. Oh, I mean, I think we could have scored a lot more. I think if we hadn't taken off the, off the pedal later on in the game, we could have actually just got more and more, which would have obviously been horrendous for, for West Ham. Yeah, I mean, every touch from the get-go, we were just fired up. Um, you look at, you know, the first goal and for me, set plays were always a big thing. You know, you always want to see the ball going in well. Um, but back post, I mean, it was just sat there, moved beautifully through the air, onto Sam's foot, back of the net, really early on. And we all know as Chelsea fans, we score early, we take the game by the horns and we run with it. We can actually be formidable. And I think that word really is important. We were formidable last night in every aspect. Yeah, what I really liked about that first goal was um, Guru tried to take the free, do the classic take take the free quick, quickly routine. And I think it was Honoko Hayashi had obviously cottoned on. This is what Chelsea did, so like stood in front of the ball. But then I just love that that Guru was like, okay, like I can't take it quickly. I'll just put a ball of such quality into the box you can't defend against it. <laughs> exactly. And again, I mean, there was just like Sam was just free there to just go. Oh, I'll have that. That's fine. Back of the net touch was beautiful as always. Um, Sam's actually on fire right now, um, but he's not the only one in the team, to be fair. Um, and yeah, beautiful goal, defensively, not the best from West Ham, but that seems to get worse as the game goes on. Um, they seem to disappear after goal one um, defensively, but a great start, very quick, crowd up for it immediately. Um, nerves go out the window and then you're just thinking this is a early, we can just carry on from here. Yeah, it's interesting what you're just saying about, you know, when Chelsea get an early goal, normally you're like, OK, like we're really going to like take this game by the horns. But obviously we did the exact same thing against Spurs. Another also a set piece, early set piece goal. And it didn't quite happen like that. How do you think we end up putting in two such different performances within what? Four, five days of each other? Yeah, I mean, for me, I was surprised. I mean, we've been, I think the problem we've had the last couple of games, we're letting in goals. Something we don't tend to do. Defensively, we've going forward, we've been great. But defensively, you know, we've been shaky. Um, you know, there's a thing about rotation when it comes to the back line. I think, you know, there's that, 
he can over-rotate at times. It sort of disjoints a team. Um, I mean, for me, we've also got a habit, I think, of presuming we're going to win against certain teams. We were playing Tottenham and you're playing against Bethany England, who knows us in and out. And so she can walk into that dressing room and go, oh, by the way, this is what's going to happen today. And this is where they may fall short. And this is what we can do about it. And there is that. And I would hope that she wouldn't give all that information away. <laughs> she is a Spurs player now, even if she's blue at heart. Um, and we really want her to do well this weekend. I'm just going to pop that in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, having an inside knowledge, I think helps. Um, and we just, we were leaving too many gaps at the weekend. I think we really were. Um, I thought it was just going to be a draw. I had a feeling they were just going to pip another one and it was going to land up being a draw. And then with everything else he was drawing over the weekend, it would have been about right. Um, look, I think, you know, it's a different game. Cup games bring out a different mentality. They always do. We want our cut back on the fact of knowing we we didn't turn up at the last uh, final. You know, I'm sure Emma was like, go out there and do your best. The players want their cut back. The players know how bad the last final was. We don't need to remind them. You know, they're, they're fully aware of the fact that they didn't do enough um, and, they, and they want to win it this time around. And it's the first cup of the season. Um, and they all come out with the whole, we're going to do this. Happen. I think as well, we've got an international break coming up. You know, it's, the, it's that last game before an international break. We've got a big calendar that's that's full, literally now, um, of football. Um, we need everyone at their best. This is a real confidence builder, personally, before um, the international break. Um, you know, the international break where France is going to sit on the sofa, <sighs> and have lots of dogs. That's it. That, that's literally, personally, what I think she should do. Um, but you know what? Different game, different competition, different mentality. If we can keep this mentality now for the rest of the season and not go back to the one from the previous games, that would be really, really good. Yeah, and I think, you know, that point about it being cup games is a really good one um, because it is a long season and it's hard to constantly have your mentality at this 100% level. You know, even though I think Chelsea are one of the best, you know, if not the best in in Europe when it comes to that um, kind of like consistent winning mentality, everyone has games where they just can't bring it to the same level. And and sometimes you do need like that separate motivation, whether it's the fact you're playing in a semi-final, whether it's the fact that, you know, you're going on the international break next week, all of those kind of things. Um, and I feel like generally part of being champions, particularly in a league setting is saying, okay, we're not going to be a hundred percent, but how do we win even when we're not? And I guess in some ways, it's a great example, the Spurs game versus this match in showing those two ends of the spectrum and also reminding, I guess, all of us that sometimes when Chelsea are below par, it's not necessarily this, like, terminal problem. Equally, when they're very good, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be great every single week, but it's just, it's easy, right, to get into this headspace where you're like, oh, are we as good as we think we are or, you know, vice versa. But, like, every team has down days. It's measuring our expectations across the season. You know, there's going to be ups and downs in everyone's season. There really will. And, you know, having one player who has an off game is one thing than having, you know, a whole team that has an off day. You know, you know, it could be, look, defensively we weren't great against Spurs, you know, you know, 
last night, I don't really think our defence was even put under pressure. You know, so it's it's that as well. It's two very, very different contrasting games. And I, in, in all fair, dues, Spurs are getting better as a football team. They're actually getting better. And the league is getting stronger. And actually, we want to see that because we want more competitive games. Yes, we'd like to win them slightly easier without letting as many goals in. But we do want to see a league that is becoming stronger as a whole. So actually, you know, as much as we won by a large margin last night, I I would rather see a more competitive game, to be fair. But with us seeing us actually defending at our best and seeing our whole team working as a whole at its best. So, you know, flattering scoreline. But, you know, we I don't really think we were tested. No, definitely not. Um, let's quickly touch on maybe the only bummer of the evening, uh, which was Fran Kirby going off after about 35 minutes or so, I think it was. Um, I'd noticed her kind of touching her right knee on and off for about five minutes, maybe. And I was just thinking, like, Fran, if it hurts, just go off. Just go off. Um, But she carried on, you know, trotting around like she does and then went for this uh, sort of sprint into the West Ham box and totally pulled up on it um, and went off. Now, knees are just very triggering, in general, Tracy, uh, Chelsea knees and the Continental Cup are even more triggering. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I hear about one more knee injury as a whole across women's football right now, it's that like huge black cloud that is sitting across the women's game right now. Knee injuries. What is going on with knee injuries? I just this is ridiculous now. But you know. None of us want to see Fran sat down on the grass. No, none of us. Not for that reason. We do not. Um, I, I admittedly, I watched her the whole time as she was slowly walking around the pitch. I was like, forget the football for a second. Let's just watch Fran and her movement. Is she limping? Is she in pain? You know, just really focusing on her. Look, at the end of the day, she's in great form. Um, we, she, but she has to be protected with, you know, cotton wool, bubble wrap, anything we can put around her to protect her because, you know, when she does bring it, and she did, I mean, she started the game so well uh, and her goal was so good. Um, you know, she doesn't need to do anything now. She needs to go home, rest, not play for the Lionesses. Sorry, Lionesses, but you can't have her. She needs to just chill for a little bit and I'm sure she'll be checked, she'll be scanned. Hopefully, hopefully it's nothing much, just a, just a little tiny, insignificant little knock that doesn't really matter. There isn't anything large or serious, which is the big thing at the moment. Um, so every Chelsea fan just needs to keep everything crossed that this is just going to be just a little, a little boo boo. Nothing, nothing scary or big or horrible. Please, God, please. I, you know, I'm not even religious, but please. <laughs> yeah, her goal was just. Oh. I mean that. The whole build-up to the goal was fantastic. The pass but from Lauren was just was on perfect. point. But there's just also point. no player I would prefer to have running onto a ball like that yes. than Fran Kirby. The just... movement was just amazing. She just oh, like the the pass just opened up the back line of West Ham, and Fran just went, "I'll have a bit of that," and just went straight through. Yeah, beautiful, beautifully taken, beautiful move. And yet, beautiful celebration directly in front of us, showing the fans some love. Our celebrations have been epic. 
Um, so yeah, she needs to be okay so we can see more fabulous Fran celebrations. So that would also be nice. Yeah, and uh, I guess one good point was that she she was out at the end of the the game as well, and she also very politely talked to a little girl who was trying to somehow get her shirt off her while she was walking around the pitch. But I was like, well, she can't be too too worried because she was still having a polite conversation with an eight year old. Um, but yeah, so fingers crossed, it's nothing serious. There's an international break now. She can just chill out at Chelsea and get better. Um, but let's go back to more positive things. Uh, Sam Kerr. What oh. more can we say? Anyone who ever doubts her, stop watching football. Just, just stop. Stop talking, stop tweeting, stop anything. Just stop. Anyone who goes, oh, but she hasn't done anything. She may not do anything in one game, but then she'll throw a hat-trick in in the next. And then she'll go, do you know what? A hat-trick isn't even enough. I'll do another one. <laughs> no, because I'll just keep going. Um, Just absolutely and utterly on fire. I mean, what... What can't we say about Sam? She is formidable up front. And at times she doesn't even look like she's doing much. Nothing's going to come to something as you'll go, you know what? I'll turn, twist, back of the net, nice and easy. Her volume's on class. Her headers are on class. I mean, really. I mean, as I say, anyone who has any doubts, jog on. You don't need to be watching the women's game because you know nothing. Yeah, the finish, I think my favourite one was the finish for the second goal. Yeah. Um, that was lovely. Although the third goal as well was like a quite a tight looking angle and she just rolled it in. Uh, Harry Edwards here with the tweet, Sam Kerr has scored more goals versus West Ham, 10, than she has any other club for Chelsea. I uh, can't help but feel that maybe it has something to do with the fact that her teammate Mackenzie Arnold is in goal. <laughs> but yeah, she certainly seems to to enjoy uh playing playing against them. 81 goals for her now in 99 games, 20 for the season. Um yeah, honestly, I I do end up just being like I don't I don't know what more to say because when she's going, she's just absolutely unstoppable. Uh, I am aware that uh, her 100th game will probably be against Arsenal in the FA Cup, so Maybe she could score 19 more goals and get to 100 goals in that match. Or she just scores another four in that game. <laughs> and, and then get to the 100 in the game, but, you know, scores four again. You know, just, just you know, I mean, three's just showing off. Why not just add another one? Um, that quality, you know, and we are, we've still got a lot of games to play. Yeah. So I see that number rising dramatically. Um, you know, and you think of who we're missing in the team. You just think of who who we don't have in the team right now. You know, we don't have Penel Harder in the team at the moment, who, you know, is pretty good at putting the ball in the back of the net herself, yeah. to be fair. And then you add Lauren, who the touch, movement, strength, ability at such a young age. I don't know what their father fed them, but the James family, when it comes to football, I just, I want to know what he did with them when they were younger, because... The ability not of both of them is just electric. Um, and Lauren's really young and there's a lot in her game she can still improve on and she's already a class above a lot of players. And um, Reese made a point that actually she could play against a lot of men and she's good as a lot of men in the Premier League. And he's right, to be fair. Um, and she can hold her own 100%. So, yeah, we've got a lot to look forward to um, in the future when it comes to, it comes to Lauren. And I think, you know, again, it isn't just about scoring. Her passing was on point last night as well. She had a really good all-round game. 
Yeah, and I think that that's the second goal Chelsea scored, the Frank Kirby one, was a great example of that that pass because, listen, the goal she scored, we know she can do that goal. It's great to see it. I will never get tired of seeing her score that goal, but it is that, you know, extra creativity because Chelsea, this Chelsea team, is never going to be a one-man band as much as the fact is, you know, ridiculously, Lauren James does make it look like a one-man band at points. I'm thinking, you know, Arsenal at the Emirates, where she seemed to be the only person playing for us. But we want to be able to see, you know, can she also create four other players and the link-up between Lauren, Sam, you know, even, you know, kind of the knowledge from Sam to leave that ball, to let Lauren run onto it and then you know, just the force of her run, just leaving West Ham players in her wake and then just to to play that ball. I mean, yeah, she's so technically ridiculous. And so the noise, dynamic, dynamic so yeah. That, that's literally, I think, the word of the day for Lauren. She's dynamic. That's it. That's the word of the day for, for, for Lauren. And I just love the noise when she scored her goal from the away end where everyone was just like, Ooh, yes. <laughs> because we're all like, oh, she's done it. Like, she's done another well, one. Well, she's good, isn't she? Let's think, you know, England top. Just think what she's going to be able to do for for the lionesses, you know, over the next, you know, over the coming years. Yeah, what she's going to be able to bring. You know, the lionesses are lucky. You know, you know, she's she's going to grow from strength to strength. And I just think last night was, you know, a chance for people to see that she isn't just about goals. Or dribbling, you know, we all know how dynamic her touch is on the ball. You know, she can run through anybody. Um, she's technically more gifted than a lot of people. Um, yeah, I just she's definitely going to be one for us all to keep an eye on in the future. I think she's just as her game adapts as she gets older and gets more experience, she's just going to get stronger. And I wouldn't want to then be someone who's having to defend her. I wouldn't even want to be trying to defend her now. No. To be fair, um, but you just think take that take that forward another couple of years where she's going to be at in her game, she will. it would just be scary having her coming at you. Yeah, definitely. And one other thing I just thought was interesting about uh, Lauren, I don't know if you picked up about this, but I feel like her and Eve have like built this really nice connection whereby like when Eve goes forward, Lauren drops back. And obviously, you know, Emma had these comments at the weekend saying Lauren's great, but, you know, there's stuff she still needs to work on. And I think... The reason what she was saying that is because she wants to push Lauren to be even better. I do think, actually, Lauren's defensive numbers are very, very impressive still for a player of her age and her technical quality, where it'd be very easy just to run around the pitch and look to get on the ball. She's not like that at all. Um, but I definitely thought that that was a really interesting pairing. And I feel like maybe Lauren's not struggled because she hasn't struggled this season, but there's been a lot of change in that right-back role. And I think that's something going forward in the season that, I would really like to see is maybe some more consistency down that right-hand side to for her to build a relationship with who's behind her. I think it's Eve's quality at crossing the ball is, is you know, one of the reasons she was born in. She's quick, she's dynamic in herself. And and, a, and a, the cross, you know, last night was just, you know, it was just, it dropped absolutely perfectly. Admittedly, into an area where there was, funny no defenders for West Ham at that point. I think they're just gone to one side and the other side of the pitch. I'm not quite sure what was going on, but they weren't there. Anyway, um, I think they'd already given up, I think, at that point. Um, and you're already back in the dressing room because they weren't on the pitch. Um, so, I mean, it looked easy in a sense. But as well as it looked easy because there was no one in the middle, you still had to get the ball in there. Eve's pass was phenomenal. Um, 
and yes, there is something about having consistent, having some form of consistency in teams, definitely to build partnerships. We all know that certain players work really, really well together. Um, so yeah, it would be something that you want to see going into, you know, the rest of the season because there's still a long way to go in this season and we're in every competition. So there is a lot of games, you know, and then we always get drawn against Arsenal in absolutely everything. So, uh, cause we, you know, we make it a little bit, you know, I swear that last draw for the FA Cup was fixed. Uh, I'm going to say that right now. I'm, I'm, I swear they looked at the numbers and went, oh, them two can play each other. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of great big, games coming up and a lot of football and, and you know we're going to need every every player every player is going to be vitally important um from the front to the back it, we've we've got a lot to do um and hopefully that lift you know the, you know we're in a final another final as you say we've been in a lot of those um but you know I think we've got there in a very strong way I think we've proved we deserve to be there on the back of that performance very different as I said we've already said to the league Two very different things. We all play differently when it comes to a cup game. Um, but if, if Arsenal would like to play the way they played at the weekend in the cup game, and we play like we did last night in the cup game, the final at Sellers Park will be amazing, and we all can't wait. So, yes, let's, let's look forward to uh, our first final of the season. And first that, is, of- that is my perfect segue. Uh, We're going to talk about the final, looking ahead to it, after this. So, yeah, as... We have spoiled for everyone. I don't know if, why you wouldn't know, uh, but we will be playing Arsenal in the Continental Cup final, playing them in the FA Cup as well the weekend before. So back-to-back weekends against Arsenal. Uh, they beat Manchester City 1-0 after extra time in the other semi-final. Uh, a Stina Blackstenius goal, a lesser-spotted Stina Blackstenius goal, uh, but they looked they looked pretty bad. Was this a game you watched, Tracy? I watched, painfully. I was like, someone just score. Do something, anything at this point, because, oh, my God. It's like, it's, it just wasn't going to happen. I think, you know, I got to the point where I was like, we could still be playing this game when we kick off tomorrow, and it would still be nil-nil. I think it got to that point. It was like, it was just tedious. I watched it because, obviously, you know, you don't. I don't get to watch every game. There's obviously loads of stuff going on, but I do want to, you know, I do like to keep an eye on the fact that it isn't just us playing. There's there's a lot of phenomenal women's football out there. And obviously I knew that obviously this was the other half of our game. So it is vitally important to watch it. Borfest, but... You were um, like, I should go back to just watching Chelsea, I, actually. Just, just, just not watch this game. I think, I think Arsenal looked... I think actually both teams looked tired, to be fair. I think actually they both did. Um, you know, Arsenal have had their injury issues, but haven't we all, um, you know, and I think elements of that actually showed for them, um, you know, before the, the night before our game. Um, it wasn't a classic. And if they want to do another nil-nil draw, like I know it was one, they won by one goal, but if they want to do a nil-nil draw the weekend, that would also be fine. That'd be handy. They'll play each other again. And there's a lot of this at the moment, you know, playing in cups and leagues, back to back, and there's loads of teams going through this at the moment. Um you know, hopefully they they both continue to look tired. <laughs> That's what I'm so hoping. Just 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 a friendly knockabout. No one needs to score. Let's hope hope some people drop some points again. Um, it was it was not a great game of football. No, absolutely not. Uh, from the st- I can confirm from the stands, it was very cold and very long. I mean, I did kind of enjoy it in the way of like it's funny when your enemies aren't doing very well. 
And, you know, Arsenal City is always a game where I'm like, how can they both lose? And in some ways, this performance-wise, they did sort of both lose, I think. Um, but, but Tracy, last year's Continental Cup final, we also had similar conversations about a City team who looked pretty crap. And then we lost. Um, yes, because we forgot to turn up. <laughs> we were poor on the night. We were just, it was just... Anything that could go wrong went wrong for us in the final last year. Um, maybe overconfident. And I think we were, I think, you know, maybe West Ham were a bit confident last night because they, you know, they, they'd got a point out of Arsenal and played very well defensively, were phenomenal against Arsenal and gave everything. And they maybe got a bit of confidence coming into the game against us last night, going, oh, you know, we can do this. And it failed. I think we just got a bit cocky last year, like, you know, we can do this. This is ours. And I just don't think that's the right mindset to go into. I'm I'm I much rather go into a game where we're not the favourites. I know it's difficult when we win everything, so everyone just presumes we are. But when it comes to playing against Arsenal, it, it's a it's a completely different thing. Um, we do like playing them in the FA Cup. Um, we do like beating them in the FA Cup finals, um, which is lovely. So it'd be nice to win against them in a different cup um, at Sellers Park. But yeah, we do have them back to back. Um, still think the FA draw was fixed. Personally, when you look at the teams that were in there, you know, I was like, "Let's go to Wales." And <laughs> a little bit gutted. Um, there's loads of people we could have played, and we get Arsenal. But it's at home, so bonus Kings Meadow. So you know, from Kings Meadow to Selhurst Park, which doesn't really play football. <laughs> Everyone was trying their best to make that work last yeah, night, weren't we're, they? We're trying to get it into song. It doesn't really fit as comfortably as some places we could be playing. But you know what? We're in a final. Doesn't matter it was. It was a field. It wouldn't matter. It's a big game against arguably our biggest rival um, at the moment. I would say. Um, uh, yeah, and a great. It'll be a great atmosphere to have two two London teams. I think at that ground. Um, I just also want to shout out the West Ham fans while we're talking about Chance. Who sang "Can You Score a Goal for Us" last night? Really? That really cracked me. Up. It, it was on the back of we us singing "Can We Sing a Song for You," <laughs> and that was their response, which tickled us all. To be fair, and that's coming away. Sometimes you just got tube. to record. Yeah, coming away on the tube home. We kept discussing that because it was absolutely on point. So yeah, big up uh, the West Ham fans for a bit of banter there because that must have been a very uncomfortable, not freezing cold night, a very uncomfortable watch after what you just did to Arsenal. So the highs and lows of football. Yes, yeah. I mean, we were just we were just great on the night. We, were. we just didn't carry that forward. Um, well, annoyingly, we are going to struggle to carry it forward immediately because we're going into an international break. Um, and I do find. Take them breaks. They always come at the wrong time. Yeah, and I find, especially in women's football, they seem to just come all the time. Um, obviously, we've played about, what, four games since we got back from Christmas. One of them, you know, was on an ice rink, so that was cancelled. But uh, we've just kind of hit this nice run of form. Feels like we get into the swing of things and then everyone has to go away. And, you know, some of them have to go to, like, fucking Australia and places yeah, like that other side of the world you know where jet lag can come into play likely she'll play phenomenally score so she'll keep that momentum going um there is that um 
because she isn't just blinding for us. She's blinding for the Matildas as well. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, yes, I don't like the I don't like this international break. I think we've got a lot of games coming up. We're in good form. You know, there's a good mentality within the team right now. Um, I mean, two people we're sort of forgetting about and even haven't even really mentioned, um, and they were on the assist sheets last night, was Erin uh, and Sophie, who just sit there in the middle, doing their job, Nice and easy. What well, was it easier last night? Um, and assist from both of them. And I was big up the the middle of the park because they are vital in everything we do. Um, and they were again vital last night. It isn't just about the goal scorers. People who always give the player of the match to a goal scorer because that's always the easiest. Um, do remember there is a whole team of people who play. Um, and I'm always going to big up the two in the middle. Well, I mean, we're about to get to to down of the match, player of the match. So does this mean you're giving it to Erin or Sophie? I think <laughs> everyone's going to go Sam. And don't get me wrong, Sam's goals were amazing. But you could give it to Sam every week if that was the case. Um, I do think, you know, I think there is a strength in sometimes looking at where, you know, play starts from, the movement with around the pitch and what actually gives players a chance to score. And dynamically, those two in the middle have done very well for us this season. It's not the first time I've mentioned either one of them. I think they've been incredible. Um, and they're obviously going off to play for Scotland and Wales um, in the international break. So I'm going to do that. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to not even going to pick one. But I'm just going to celebrate the fact that we have them two in the middle of the park. And I'm just going to celebrating the midfield. I love that. Uh, I'm going to be totally unoriginal and give mine to Sam Kerr. Uh, and Twitter, you were equally unoriginal. And Sam yeah. Kerr won by a massive margin. Lauren James doing quite well with about a fifth of the vote. Guru Wrighton and Aaron Cuthbert lagging behind. Um, I mean, when you score four goals. Fair I mean, enough. don't get me wrong, it's incredible. And she was absolutely immense. So actually, everyone was immense last night. We didn't really put a foot wrong last night from the front to the back. Um, but I'm going to big up how important our midfield is. Um, and they will consistently be that important for the rest of the season, for sure. Yeah. Um, so lots of things coming up then, even though it's an international break. Uh, first up is there is a Champions League draw today. Um, I will be back with reaction with that later in the day. I am shitting myself. Um, I'm sure by the time you listen to this, you will probably know who we're playing. But all I can say is, please, Roma, I want to go to Rome. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my conclusion. Um, after the international break. This fixture list is truly hilarious. So we've got Arsenal at home in the FA Cup. Then we've got Arsenal in the Continental Cup. So that Brighton WSL game will have to be moved. After that, we've got Manchester United at home in the WSL. Then I think if we get through the FA Cup, there might be a little um, FA Cup quarterfinal snuck in somewhere before we play City in the league. I don't know where. I'm not even sure where. It's just just ridiculous. So, yeah, there's going to be no shortage of games uh, coming up and tough games as well. So it's going to be a really, really crucial run of matches once we get back. Um, But Tracy, are you going to be doing anything nice in the little international break break? Um, Just following, hopefully, our men starting to pick up some points. Um, If they could do half of what our girls did last night... If they could do a seventh... (laughs) <laughs> and just maybe I'll take three of those seven. Um, and actually, we just went there confidently and scored and won. I'll take that um, tomorrow morning. 
Um, you know, again, there's a lot of football everywhere right now. I'm actually going to be obviously keeping my eye on the the other games uh, in the in the league for the women this weekend. Um, there's a couple of games that I'm sure Chelsea fans will be keeping a, a close eye on. Um, small match of Man City and Arsenal playing each other again. Annoyingly at the same time as Chelsea men playing West Ham, but yes. hey-ho, we've got two yes. eyes for a reason. Yes, I will just be keeping an eye on both. And then obviously we have um, Bethany England and Drew Spence playing Man United and they are forever blue. So if they would like to, you know, do what they did against us, but more times. <laughs> um, and I, I, in my head, I have this phenomenal image of... Beth scoring against United and then lifting the top and saying, my heart is blue under on the T-shirt. Just, you know, helping us out. Wow, what an insight um, into your mind, Tracy. Yes, just, just, just on the truly blue. Sorry, Spurs fans. Um, but no, at the end of the day, you know, if we could get a couple of draws a weekend, another couple of draws, you know, I'd be, I'd be quite happy with that. So, yes, keeping an eye on the games, obviously. Our girls are off now, off to far-flung places. Scotland, Wales, you know, but, you know, then off to Spain or wherever else that the Cups are going to be. But, um, wow. I mean, at the end of the day, we've got um, a break before the chaos begins. And yes. it really is chaos. There's going to be a lot of travelling back and forth all over the place. Um, lots of games at Kings Meadow. So we want to see that place full. It should be full. We're playing some massive games. I expect Kings Meadow to be absolutely bouncing. The same as Selhurst Park. Um, it'll be phenomenal to be there for a women's game and for, to be there for a final. Um, yes, take a deep breath, Chelsea fans, because we've got a lot, a lot of things that are going to be happening. Um, yeah, and we're going to need not just the players on the pitch, but we're going to need a full house because the fans make such a huge difference. Yeah, um, and of course, we will be covering all of it uh, and, and the international break means we won't be going anywhere. Uh, we're going to have some Champions League draw reaction, maybe a little mailbag next week. And um, also thinking of maybe doing an FA Cup final rewatch from 2015 just to get us in the mood for that Arsenal game. So plenty to keep an eye out for Chelsea fans. But until then, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>